Welcome to episode 5 of the Bundy Nation Podcast. We're back with your host, James Coker. Um, so yeah, enjoy this podcast. I hope. Um, I'm starting to actually enjoy this, what I'm doing here. I don't know how much people are listening, but I am doing this for fun anyways. I want to talk about um, international break because it wasn't really that much. Uh, and there was no club football, so I'm uh, born in England. I'm from Syria, parents of Syria, and I'm from Syria. I'm going to watch Syria first because oh, I'm actually surprised that the first time I've watched Syria play in like, three or four years. And they actually did what they did against Nigeria. It was amazing. I expect them to get bad. And they were getting bad for Sonia. To come back. I have the, actually the belief that they actually are going to come back. And they came back and got the four goals. I'm actually happy. Proud of the, proud of the nation for doing what they did. Proud of the players for doing what they did. Proud of everything single one because that squad is cheap that would be real. Wobi himself cost more than the entire entire Australian team, so for them to actually do what they did and work hard to come back into this match. I'm proud and even playing again today. Keeping a new draw. Nichi was a boring game. The game was horrible, it was boring, the pitch was horrible, but they played well. And they did. I have no I have all respect for the Syrian national team. For you know that they can actually develop and actually lead to something. Train a good team in the future that qualify for African African um, Cup of Nations or even the World Cup. There's potential in the team but it's the government laying you know, resources there. We've got decent players, we've got a few up-and-coming players. We've got players that are born in, in, in the US. That are not in the them two teams, but they can actually get into the team and get into the team. We need to actually try and get these type of players, for example, like the Chilova brothers. Chilova that plays for Ernie Watford and Grease's brother. Playing in an England squad. Why can we not take them and actually use them to help? Syria and develop squad. Syria need a few top early championship players or players in the top five leagues to come and help these lot because if we do, we can actually challenge just like Ghana, just like the Nigeria, Morocco, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Egypt, Senegal, teams like that. I want Syria to compete like that. Like they need to start actually developing. Things in that state, that country, like fits in the pitch because that pitch was horrible. I played today, Nigeria, Syria, and that pitch was really horrible. And players were getting injured in that game. But I'll take the points, two points against Nigeria. It's good. If they can win another game, it will finish on five points, five or six points. Five or if they can win the next two games. So I can actually be on around eight points. So you never know. You know he can qualify. You don't know. And now he's qualifying African combination groups, but there's still a chance. So there's still a chance. So you never know. I just hope in the next one, like they try and motivate them to qualify for the next African combination. Stop the World Cup 2026. I know there's other qualifications for the 20. 2022 World Cups, they must stop pushing for that one. But they can actually build a serious team that can actually get into a World Cup and start competing in Africa. It's just a good country. Other country already do that because football makes money. This could help everyone. The country's, out. The country's got natural resources, but present in there. I don't want to talk about politics that much, but I don't know if they actually. Caring and using his own resource to help the people, but football helps people. Football changes lives. People that are not well for school, they're not good in school. If they're good at playing football, they're going to represent a national country. Give them that opportunity. Give them what 
facilities they need to be able to play on a good pitch. I think they actually play well for the national team and end up leaving the national team going to play a pretty favorite, decent team in Europe. And from there, he yeah, needs to be able to play for one of the top European teams in the world. So, top European teams. It could benefit the country, people will get to know our entry. So, all these little things, so the country need to use these a few things they've done. Two points here, Nigeria, to move for them, actually create something out here. Um, how the international games like, um, most of my England, England are not even gonna get out their national, um, their Nations League group. They've heard. I think that's the highest they can actually finish now because the game marks above them. Um, Belgium. Belgium. Of course, they're not actually getting out of the group now, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy in a way, but angry. This thing, the team, I hope Southgate does not fuck this up, fuck this team up. Um, because this team has too much potential. This team is uh, it's getting similar to the golden generation. Alright, but the only difference is actually like two or three extra more. We've got more quality players, but the golden generation is us. So the goal, this is turning to the golden generation, and Southgate don't fuck this up. So many talented players out here. I just don't know. Is he going to pick that right team? That they can actually go and win something. Before. Because England's probably one of the most up and coming teams. Best up and coming teams better than Spain right now. However, a future team in Spain. So, fact. And there are a few teams that have a future just like the UK. So just like England would say, I hope Southgate can actually change it. It changes that football, play the right players. Because his job's on the line, I'm convinced. Because like, Greenish, he needs to hit that. Stop the Greenish agenda. Because Greenish right now is probably the best football player in England right now. Like, just by form. And he's, this is his time right now. He's being his best. This is his best right now. Like, no one in the, in the Premier League. It's better Grealish right now. He should really show the guys in his best form. Let him play. He's so creative. He can create stuff. That's good for a striker like Harry Kane. They're banging, banging in a lot of goals. Having someone great that can create behind him will do wonders. So that's why these base spots are very good. Mishura, I'll be real. He made him Grealish. I don't have to stop Mishura and Mishura, but Mishura's good. I know you may prefer me to run with a Grealish, but you need to see what's best for the country. And what's best for the country is Grealish. And we should be happy that we have a lot of players like Grealish. We've got Madison as well. that can play in that position. So, England's stacked up and there's no excuse for not challenging for something. In an example, like the Euros next season. Next game, let's see. Like goalkeeper situation, I want to go Henderson. Henderson's quality, I want to see Pitford. So, I remember Pitford, I think that's another issue. The defense as well, Harry Maguire is another problem as well. England, you actually have to remove him and find another center back because Maguire is slow and fast. And there's liability on him. Harry Maguire, you play to his strength, just head across the ball in the box. Only if your team's only going to cross the ball in the box, he will have a 10 out of 10. If you go at him, he will play dead. That's what I've noticed. And if England sit back, you'll have a decent game. If England are more with a team that's up with possession, you have that game. And for Lock Maguire, if he has if he has to play forward, has to be pressing the ball, like they're pressing they're there with the possession and he doesn't sit back. And there's no crosses in the box and that he's done out here. England if they have to really play Maguire, they have to if they have to sit they have to be the team that's sitting back. That's the only thing I got to Maguire, and that's what I've noticed since he's joined Manchester as a United fan. Maguire can't hack the pressure with um playing playing his um name type of sitting being the player that's up being the team that's with the team that has the possession. He can't hack that pressure, so he needs to sit back. Like that's the only way that will work Maguire. So he has to free liabilities for England right now. Bring in a proper center, center attacking midfielder. That's a really key one. I'll go with Henderson off Pope, either of the two. And the defender just get anyone else that's fast. 
I can hack this pressure. I can hack that running up and down. I use the offense because Maguire is weak with strength. It's heathering. And most teams know that really this brother can just head off. I can move. And that's it. If your team is just going to be crossing right up in the air, you're not scoring. I'm already scoring on my goal. Probably go like look at the was a minus last game for the international break. That proved it so much. The guy had one of the best that's probably his best game in the United shot. You don't have to do much, the ball's gonna up in the air, it's heading it. So I uh, that's not gonna work against teams like France. Ain't gonna be rushing the ball they're gonna put that ball into Bappe's feet and he's gonna go and rip it. They're gonna put that ball into Marshall's feet, they're gonna go for him. Or Conan. Whoever that's playing an attack with Mbappe, Griezmann. Whoever's playing, even if it's true, get the ball put down chest, bully him. They will, they will have to go at him. They're not going to do nothing like crossy, fancy thing. Uh, they're going to go at Maguire. So, Maguire needs to improve now or get a better, a faster center back. England have got a future. If Southgate can't fuck this up, I expect that he's the final. There's no excuse because the two corners, the semi final, is going to be Wembley. And a family's gonna be winning. So they get to semi they should be in it. They got her. Get to the final. They got her. Need to be winning this. But um we'll pressure on him because this is a very good sword. This is probably gonna be another segment. This is just a media segment, like the newspapers like the Daily Mail, Sun, all these flipping newspapers getting too young. Players, especially, um, I don't like when it's racing, but it's just facts. He's been doing this for years with this racing. Players like, for example, like Sterling, when he packed all his mother yard, they were getting onto him for buying his mother yard. But when Foden bought his mother yard, they didn't say anything, they say the investment. Same thing, Rashford a yard for other family people or other members of his family or other people he knows. He wants to keep the financial set. He doesn't want them to suffer. And they say it's bad, like, He's done so much this year. He deserves to do what he wants with his money. Let him do what he wants with his money. It's his money. He's worked hard. He's worked hard from being with a single mother, yeah. To go manage with United, get into the Canada Awards, all the way to get into the first team. And being blessed, being good enough of a player, to being blessed of a good contract, to pay him a lot of money weekly, to do whatever he wants with it. Whatever he does with his money. He can do it. Whatever he gets paid endorsement, he can do whatever, he can do whatever he wants. I don't know why the media are always attacking these English players, English players, British players. Why, why are they attacking our own players? It makes no sense. Even with the Greenwood thing, my brother's only 18 or 19. He's going to make mistakes. And when you're at that age, having that much responsibility and that much money, you make mistakes. It's really factual. Any sport or anything you do, if you give someone that's a teenager or early teen, early um adulthood, that much money, they're gonna fuck about. They won't make mistakes. Fortune's made mistakes, he's made mistakes. Can't just continue throwing man on the bush and saying this and that, he's gonna become the next Ravel Morrison film. Who said that? Which official from the Mine Africa has come out and said this guy that he worried for him, he's gonna become the next Ravel Morrison? No one said that. The guy still got talent. He's only 19, it's not a big deal. He's had a good last season, and I think he'll continue doing what he's doing. The media needs to stop doing the support your fucking players because it makes no sense. But the same thing, I'm kind of angry. Why did Rashford now go into the do interview the son? He does interview the son. If Rashford does something they don't like in the next week or two, they're going to diss him. So why is he not going to win a podcast that or a thing? I don't want to be saying black owned stuff, but go to him podcast for people like a black owned podcast that will back him. There's podcasters out here that will back they've been backing this guy for years. Who's putting in podcasts? Do interview them. Let them have that big view, the view check. Let them have that bread from that podcast. But you stay they're backing you so let them get that reward of backing by getting that interview. Why why are we going to the sun? But so what Tim's what him and his peer squad may have done, may have said, may have wanted to do, but seriously like these players need to boycott some of these media uh, um, pl- platforms and just go to other platforms, independent platforms that actually pack them, respect them as football players. They need to start doing that more because these platforms like us, the fans, 
they respect football players. We respect them a lot. So, yeah, we may diss them on their football ability, but it's all banter and that. But we respect them as individuals. We, why am I going to hate on someone's success? Why am I going to hate on him being able to work how many years? About a good 15 years of his life working hard enough to be able to get into my and now play first team and get have the blessing and have the ability enough to get paid that much money. Why should I hate? He's worked hard same with Sterling. He's worked how many years to get to a high level, get to from um from where he was to get to QPR, from QPR to Liverpool to Liverpool to see he deserves worthy years paid because he's worked hard to get that money. Same with the Greenwood. He's worked how many years to get to 10, say 10, 15 years to get to right now, now first team football. And if he's getting paid good money, he deserves it. Same as Foden, whatever English player, whatever player, whatever player that gets worked hard, to get to that money, this amount of money, they deserve it. They will. If they're good enough to earn that money, they should earn that money. Why are they here? He wants to buy five houses. It's his money. If he's not broke, he's not dead. It doesn't mean nothing to you. So I don't know why the English media have so much of a problem that black players or any type of player buys a house in this country. We can do whatever he wants. If he wants to help his family members or other members, other people he knows. Is he money he can do whatever he fucking pleases, and these platforms need to stop because it's just hate. It's just hate. Man can spend five million if he wants. It's his money. If he wants to spend two million, he can spend whatever amount of money he wants to spend. It's their money. So this hate ain't doing things. But the thing I'm kind of angry is what they're going back to these platforms. Go to other platforms. There's bigger platforms. There's big platforms and big independent platforms that back these lot all the time. Let them get them. Interviews. Let them say, boom, it's us that are the interviews. They have to take from the interviews. They have to say, they got this information from that podcast. Let them get that thing. Or rather, that podcast, pod, other podcasts that are backing them and other platforms that are backing them to get that thing instead of the Daily Mail or the Sun or only them newspaper platforms. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be the Premier League week nine. Preview of the games Saturday the twenty first of November. The games, the first game after the first game back from the international break. It's gonna be Newcastle faces Chelsea, St James's Park. Chelsea are in their best form right now, and I think they should win comfortably against Newcastle. So I'm gonna go two 0 Chelsea. Villa is Brighton. I'm going Brighton. Villa have been very good this season. They've been so exciting. So I'm gonna go Villa two one. The game of the day. Tottenham faces City. Tottenham have been very good under Mourinho. City have been good. They've been all right. I'm gonna say good. They've been all right. I think. I think it will be a draw. I'm gonna go two two. And the last game. Of the night, Manchester United faces West Brom. I will try for that's where United win that game. West Brom have not been good this season, and I are not being good either, but they should be good enough to win that game. The game on Sunday, the games on Sunday, the 22nd of November. The first game is Fulham faces Everton at Graham Cottage. Everton should beat them, Fulham not being good. Um, the next game, Sheffield United is with Sam. Sheffield United need points right now. I want Sheffield United to win, but I think it'll be a draw. West Ham are being very good. As but West Ham, West Ham should beat them, but I'm gonna go a draw. Safety one one. Leeds versus Arsenal. Leeds have been packed a few times this season, but they've been good as well. Arsenal have been good, except for that um defeat to Villa. They've been quite good this season, so. They've been all right, but they've been good enough. They be they're good enough to beat Leeds. I expect Arsenal two one, and the last game of the day is Liverpool versus Leicester. Liverpool's team is completely done. I literally they have like they have like seven or eight players out from the actual first eleven. Leicester in their best form right now, top of the table. I think they can go out and field and actually end this Anfield run. The Anfield run can actually end on the club this week. That's coming. I think Leicester are going to go and win 2 1. I think the run's going to end. I think that Leicester, that whole Leicester thing, whole Leicester team is going to go and just end that whole run there. A little bit done out here. They've got the whole back four injured. Trent's gone. 
Gomez is out. Van Dijk is out. Robinson is out. Let Vardy's gonna have a fun day there, so I expect to win. Um, Monday the twenty second of November, the games are gonna be the games are Burnley, Crystal Palace. No lie, Burnley have not been good this season. I can stand no lack of financial investment by the owner. Owner ain't support, didn't support them at all in the transfer market. So we weren't able to add one or two players to boost up their squad because. They don't need to sign too much. Burnley are them diabetes. Just in one or two plays, just motivate other players in the squad. Shake up the team slightly to put more pressure on. They'll be fine. But not doing that. It's not them not being the best. Crystal Palace will be very good. Coming off a 4-1 win off Leeds before the international break. So, yeah, it depends on the way. But so, I hope my Burnley you can be one of them dodgy ones. on a go draw for safety on one. And we'll see the Southampton. Southampton will be very good. They're missing Ings, but they're doing very good in the top half right now. In the top four, I think. They're definitely top four. Wolves have been good as well, so yeah. Yeah, Wolves have been alright team. Yeah, they're doing what they usually do. Game's gonna be close. I don't know what to put this game. I wanna go safety match. It's cause it's at their ground, I wanna go two on Wolves. But the same thing I can go two on Southampton. But it's gonna be fair and go with a draw. It could be a very close one. They're two good match squad. They can probably give a good game. We have e- very much even game. It could even be a nil nil. I'm just gonna go for safety at one one draw. Safety matters. One one draw is the best for this type of game. They're in decent form. Southampton are the better, more of a better form. So one one is just gonna be safe to put it. Um, Champions League. Week four review. Games on Tuesday, the twenty fourth of November. Our Casinador versus Sevilla. And the last game these two played was shaky. Sevilla had to come back from two 0 down to win three two. So it's going to be a close match. I still see Sevilla winning. I want to go Sevilla two one. Rene faces Chelsea. Yes, but Chelsea to win. Chelsea won the last match. They should win. Damian Kiev faces Barcelona. Barcelona should win. They win the last game comfortable, although they won 2 on Barcelona should win. They got a strong enough team to win. United faces Istanbul. At this point, the result for United is in 2 1 there, but they will try for United to have a comfortable victory. Um, Bruce Dortmund faces Club Rouge. Expect Dortmund to win. Juventus faces this team I still can't pronounce. Fenacarovasa. It's going to say Vasi. The team has lost in their group, the Hungarian team. I expect Juventus to win that game. It should be a comfortable win. Juventus should win easily. And PSG faces RB Lights. PSG needs this win big time. Only three points they have in the group. If they lose this game, they're finished. They can be playing Europa League if they lose this game. They need to win big time. Lazio faces in it. I'm gonna go Lazio two one. But PSG need to win. I want P- I think PSG will win their game. They lose their factor. Let's say that. Wednesday the twenty fifth of November. Their first game. The first two games are only playing that. The first two games are. Russell Munch Black Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, I think it'll be another. Last game was a peppering. Russell Munch Black um, did pepper Shakhtar Donetsk badly. They beat them seriously. I'm gonna go another. I'm gonna go two 0 Um, Munch and Black to beat Shakhtar. But then because Man City, this should be a comfortable Man City win. Too easy for Pep to do what he does. They should win comfortably. So I'm gonna go that three 0 City. Interface Madrid, another tough match. These two teams are literally fighting to just who's going Europe League or not. So I'm gonna go Madrid two one. Then Group C, um, Marseille Porto. Marseille being shit, Porto being very good. So I'm going Porto two 0 Ajax is Midland. I should win too comfortably. Liverpool, now their team's been shredded by injuries. Atalanta actually have a chance to go and get some revenge after losing 5 now. so 
So revenge for Atlanta to go in there. Athletikov is lo- locomotive. Lo- Moscow was a close game last time. I think they should edge it 2-1. Bayern Munich faces RB Salzburg. Bayern Munich win. So yeah, that's the Champions League review. Um, for week four, that's my personal prediction. Um, I don't know if it's going to be all right, but some of them should be right. Like the Chelsea one, I'm very confident. With the Sevilla one, I'm quite confident. Um, the United one, I'm confident as well. With Bayern's prediction, I'm very confident as well. But the rest is shaky, shaky. But we see what happens. And I'll be back next week for the Champions League one as well. Um, so, yeah. And thank you for this week's episode of the Bond Nation podcast. I'm enjoying this podcast. At least stop just talking about the basics and just talking about the previews and that. I'm actually happy I did different content because of the international break made me be able to actually do different types of content, like talking about my own country, Sweden, talking about England, talking about the Daily Mail as well. So, so I'm really kind of happy with that one. Um, next week maybe back to the normal, but I may diff- do different topics and may do controversial topics that maybe half of the podcast and say, boom, different type of controversial topic or an unpopular opinion that I personally believe and most people don't believe. I may do that. So thanks for listening to this episode. Episode 6 will be out just like the same day of next week. So yeah, I'm out. Hello. Welcome to the 6th episode of the Bun Nation podcast, season 1. Um, six, you know, six weeks of this being consistent. I don't know when. I'll probably be next year. I'll actually try and move to like a video format, but this year we're gonna stick to the non-video. It's just quite easier for me. But when I actually have the time to move on, I'll move on to video format. But I'm gonna stick to the audio stuff. And yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. There wasn't really much content I can actually talk about. I want to talk about the Pepe stuff. I want to talk about the Pepe stuff and Pepe incident and the Premier League review. It's already the Champions League previews of the current Champions League that's playing right now. And and I'm going to probably talk about Oli. And personally, could Oli go and challenge for a title or Oli out? Either way, I'm more of Oli out guy. But we will, we will start the podcast now. So, yeah. So, we're going to be talking about the Premier League preview. Uh, Premier League preview of this week's football. It was interesting. Really interesting. There's a lot of interesting games on this week in the Premier League. Um, I feel like I may do the Pepe. I'm going to do that. I said I was going to do the Pepe incident. What a best incident. And we will start. We, we're going to do the Premier League review of week 9. Week 9, on Saturday, the first game, like kicked off the whole football, quick kicked off football back after the international break with Newcastle faces Chelsea. Comfortable Chelsea win. Vernon missed a few point, um, chances. This win took them to, to the top of the table. And to when Tottenham played, it took them to top, so that's a good start for Ambrose boys. They're meant to be in this position after spending over 200 and something million this summer. So I expect them, this summer just went by, I expect them to actually be in this position. So you deserve to win and actually could compete this season if they can go through this Christmas period. With some good results. The 3 o'clock games, the 2 3 o'clock game, the 1 3 o'clock game was actually Villa and Brighton. I didn't, um, I didn't watch the game, watch some highlights. It was an interesting game I had. Um, I'm surprised that Lampty got a red card in Canada this morning. Being my favourite player. Um, and Brian getting a red card. Kind of surprised he lost to, lost to Brian. Surprised that Danny Wolf scored a goal. Not so surprised this game, but I think Villa should bounce back in their next game. The big match of the week Tottenham versus City. Mino did a masterclass, parked the bus. Against Manchester City, Manchester City had a lot of chances, and the typical Mourinho style against Pep, Pep, what? And the last game was Saturday, Manchester United faces West Brom, one of the 
probably the worst game of the week for me. So boring. Another Bruno Fernandes penalty. This guy, Safine Heron. From fans on friends that I support, you know that this guy is carrying my head in their deluded heads that this fool's carrying my head by winning. By penalties, he does even win. Like, I don't know what it is. People say he's carrying United. If this is carrying, then I I can legitimately do this at this point. Like, if they say I get to take a penalty that I don't win every week or in nearly every game, and people saying I'm carrying the club, I would enjoy that. I swear down. Because Martial is winning at least 85% of these penalties. But no one talks about it because he still hasn't scored at the Premier League or everyone wants to hear on him. Russia wins these penalties as well. Wins about 10% of these, 10 to 15% of these penalties as well. No one talks about it because he's Marcus Rashford and he's doing his thing. No one really gets onto Rashford. But when it comes to Martial, that's when I enjoy the penalties. My fans are saying he's inconsistent. He's in the game and helping this club. Personally, if I look at it, he's probably carrying my head because if he ain't winning the penalties, Bruno Fernandes ain't winning himself. This guy don't do that. I don't see what's special about him. The only thing I do see, at least when he plays, he tries to be involved in the game. The whole. The whole nine minutes compared to Pogba, like the whole season is trying his best to play and maintain and be consistent, but Pogba's not consistent. But Pogba's a better football player. This guy, like, I'm one of these guys that have issues with this. But I'm looking at Fernandez saying he's carrying the club, he ain't. This guy isn't if I'm like, I see two different players. I've seen him in Portugal, he's more disciplined. At United, he's literally doesn't know what to do with the ball. He's literally just loses the ball. Like, people saying, ah, why? He's taking risks. He's allowed. He's got to take a risk. If you don't take risks, you're not going to create chances. When poverty is the same as that risk, fans get pissed. There is this stereotype, not stereotype, this agenda and hate on certain players that pisses me off. Like, I'm hearing, like, Greenwood's better than Marshall. Like, Greenwood's a good player. He's going to develop. He could be better than Marshall, I think. But at this current stage, my the best attacker is Martin Marshall. He's just doing anything. He ain't consistent enough. And if he's consistent, he could compete at the highest level. Same as Russia. Their goal stats ain't the best. In the since, I think, in 150 games, they've already got Marshall got 51 goals and 46. So that ain't it. These two players, they need to step up. Their whole team needs to step up because their goals are just enough to get you Champions League or Europa League. Just to get you in the top six. As a club in United, they need to be more than the top six. I know I've turned my Premier League review into a United segment, but I kind of have to because, wow, because there's things I'm hearing from people I personally know. I hear Fernandez is carrying the club, it's pissing me off because I don't see any carriage. He's had one or two, he's had two or three decent performances this season. I can see, I can hands up and say, yes, he was good. West Brom, he was stinky. My nice whole team was stinky. He just won a penalty by a mile. And we got saved three points because that West Brom one was a penalty. And we're lucky we got VAR and got the referee that was on my nice side in this game. My nice was stinky in the game. And these fans, this deludedness fans, these deluded fans need to wake the fuck up, smell the coffee. Drink that coffee as well and see the facts are. Bro, I'm not being rude. If they give bro I'm not being rude, Van der Beek is probably better than Fernandez. Van der Beek needs to run out of games. The lad is top class. I can tell he's gonna be something special. I would like to see both of them play together, but eventually I would want him to take Fernandez's spot and see Fernandez playing a six because I've seen him Fernandez playing a six position six. Like a deep six, deep eight, and a deep, not deep, not six, like an eight, a deep eight, not an eight, that's art, deep eight, like Kevin De Bruyne, Gabba eight, and play well. And um, Felix plays in where Fernandez plays for my night, in that number 10 role, but that's a forward eight. Fernandez can play in that deep eight, and I'd rather swap Fernandez in the deep eight because he does track back, he wins tackles. Popper don't like tracking back. If you keep in that eight ball, you will see Mayna create more chances than Fernandez. You will see Popper carrying United than Fernandez. I don't see Fernandez carrying United, but he works hard and he likes fighting for the best like most fans enjoy. So if he does that, I'll come Fernandez and Mayna need to seriously bounce back. Because I thought this game was a win, but I thought it was a loss. He needs to go bounce back and go into that challenging game and win. Go and pepper these men. Istanbul going to beat Istanbul so badly. They will remember us. I've turned this Premier League into a. I've said it before. We've turned this game into a. 
people that celebrate in Old Trafford being united, Bamian dancing at Old Trafford means fuck all now because they blew us. Let's move on to the, the next game. The Premier League champions faces former Premier League champions Leicester. I thought they were going to lose. I thought they were going to smoke. This was just a comfortable, just looks like comfortable Liverpool. A typical Berlin Club victory. I felt like all their players were fit, but they weren't. So, comfortable win for Liverpool. 3 0. Yesterday, the 23rd of November, that was on a Monday. Burnley got their first win of the season, beating Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, before the international break, beat Leeds 4 1. So, yeah, no, I'm not really surprised. Going to Burnley's ground to go get points are kind of hard. So, yeah. Um, Crystal Palace, they would prefer to go and get a point there. Also, every team wants to win. One of the best teams, one of the best chances of you getting something up. In, at Burnley, at Turf Moor is a draw. So, they should be proud of what they did. They, they shouldn't be proud of what they ended up in today. Burnley, first win, can this be the turning point? Can this kick start the season? Who knows? And the last game of the week was Horses of Southampton. Southampton, fire and form, doing well. They're in the top five, top six right now. Wolves in the top ten doing what typical Wolves have been doing since being pre since they've been promoted back to the league in twenty seventeen. But can these men No, not twenty seventeen, twenty eight. I mean it was twenty yeah, twenty eight, you would say. When they got re promoted back in when they got promoted back in the league in twenty eight, not twenty seventeen. Yes. Since they've been back, they've just been doing Madness is competing for Europe, so I'm not really surprised where they are. Both teams will take the point. It's a point. This point could be a six point of five for Europe this for this season for next season. So it's them ones. But overall, it was decent football. Good to watch a bit of football. Good to watch club football. I'm happy. There's no international one to march. So the season should be less. And now this is the period to see if your team's challenged for the Premier. This season, I hope United got a good form and go to Chantry Tower. My biggest dream as a United fan is to see United Chantry Tower win it and I can shut the fuck up and stop this and all But So then, I'm still going to be Oli out yesterday, Oli out today, Oli out tomorrow, Oli out forever. So I'm going to do a preview for Premier League. I usually do Champions League as well, but I did it in the previous week. And them games are going on right now, so there's no point. I've already said it at the beginning of the podcast. I'm just going to re-say it again. We're going to do the Premier League review. No, preview for the Week 10 fixtures. And the first game of Week 10 is, is on Friday, the 27th of November. Palace coming off a defeat against Burnley. And Newcastle coming off a defeat at home against Chelsea. Even match game, both around the same position-ish. This could be a draw, but I see Palace getting 2-1 victory here. Saturday, the 28th of November, Brian faces Liverpool. First game of the day. I see Liverpool winning comfortable after being Leicester. It doesn't even look like they look different. Like, it doesn't even look like they miss Van Dijk in that match. So, I see Liverpool winning 2-0. See, faces Burnley. Burnley, I hope they can start their season, kickstart the season, but I see CC 2-3-0. Everton faces Leicester is going to be a very interesting game. I'm going to enjoy this a lot. But I think it's going to be a 2-1 Everton. West Brom faces Sheffield United is a 6. It's going to be a 6-pointer this season. This is going to be a point match for both teams, both in the relegation game. Both teams need these points. So I want to go lean my side to more Sheffield United getting the win. I want Sheffield United to win that West Brom team. It's just a bit too young. And other see Sheffield United have more experience in that. They'll go and get a 2-1 win there. And the game's on Sunday, 29th of November. The first game of the day is Southampton versus Manchester United. I drew their last season. Kind of a bogey team, Southampton. United, the last few seasons in the Premier League. If United play good football, because there's two, always two types of United. As United, when you see, there's always two types. The one that just relies on the penalty, the one you saw against um, West Brom, or the one you see against Leipzig or PSG when they go and pip a team. So, yes, there's a penalty, of course. United somehow get a penalty in them games as well, but they go to the better side. So, 
if the United against Leipzig turn up, United win comfortably. If the United against West Brom, it will probably be a draw. Boom. The big, the biggest game of the week is Chelsea versus Tottenham. This is the title match, as it looks like so far. This is a six-point as it looks like. Mourinho's boys are doing so well. Chelsea are more of the favourites here. They have the strongest squad. Lampard's done the double over Mourinho this last season. But I still, I said it, I said it from last week. I said it from a few weeks ago during the international break. I believe Tottenham will go to Stamford Bridge and beat um, Fat Frank's boys. So I think 2-1 Tottenham. A very good game. Big game. Arsenal versus Wolves. Can Arsenal bounce back from that draw? Can Wolves bounce back from that draw? And they actually going to get three points here. I see Wolves get three points here. And I want to see Wolves get three points here. I want to see some entertainment from AFTV after Arsenal lose. So I'm going to go Junior Wolves. Then Monday, the 30th of November, it's Leicester, Fulham. And if Leicester don't beat Fulham, I would literally be surprised. I'm going 4 0 Leicester. Leicester and West Ham faces. I still feel it's going to be a close affair. This is going to go, it could be 2 1 either way. So I want to go 2 1 Villa, but it'll be 2 1 either way. Both teams will be evenly matched. David Moyes is doing some special miracles because the fixtures they had before the Christmas, no, not the Christmas break. There's no even Christmas break in front of me before the international break. Second one. And the first one was mad. Yeah. So teams and they managed to get a lot of points. I see a lot of points in the period, so a lot of points during them period, so it's amazing what they always doing. And they got them points during when they always kind of corona, it's mad. So yeah, um even a fair two good teams, they'll do their stuff. It could be a Grealish Watkins, Realist Watkins and what's his name? Barkley. Sure, or they West Ham can turn up, and I'm surprised they actually where they are, and they they won these games through they went on Corona mode. So I'm surprised they actually got them points during that match. For sure, I'm surprised West Ham are not even in the relegation zone right now. But close affair. This Premier League season could be quite a shocker. Surprise! Some of the teams expected to be in the relegation zone area are not. Sheffield United did not expect to be relegation, and they are, and I want to expect to be relegation, and they're not. So, football's an interesting and enjoyable sport. And um, I really enjoy this. I enjoy watching the football, watching more football now for the podcast. I'll be starting La Liga eventually, Bundesliga, and Serie A if I get more time, even the Championship. But I'm not really into them these in that, that much. I used to be a big fan of La Liga back in the day. Big fan. Bundesliga, I watched it once now. Serie A, yeah, I was a decent fan of it, but I looked at it as a punishment. Sometimes, sometimes I used to they used to play on it as like punishment to not watch the Premier League. Oh man, when I was younger, like damn. See, I never found it interesting. I found La Liga. I used to love La Liga, but since the Ronaldo leaving La Liga, it's just I never saw it as a challenge. There is still a challenge there, but since leaving Sky Sports, many many less Sky Sports. Sky Sports didn't have the rights for La Liga. I just didn't enjoy La Liga anymore. Football as a whole has definitely changed. Everyone wants to play that passing nice football, that pit. I do not see teams now come up from regular, come up from championship and play the group to any good as football. I want to see something like that. I want to see that come through. I want to see different styles of football, man. I'm getting tired of everyone. Even United want to play that pit. Everyone wants to play that similar football and it's just making this game of football too robotic. So I'm, I know I'm always doing this. I'm starting to like doing that, doing a review. And start adding my certain opinions to the football nowadays, and I do in it, and I do enjoy doing this podcast. I do this as a hobby. I'm not trying to make no money. I don't really care about money. Like, I just love doing this. Like instead of talking to myself, like I randomly sometimes do, is hey, I am talking to myself, but now I'm using this talking to myself to invest it into something else. Like even this twenty minutes of investing to my football, I'm talking about the football knowledge. You know, you've been onto this football. Been watching for many years, and you know what you're talking about. I've been on football for years. Like compared to people, my friends in it, the same age group. Some of these men was watching football in 2013-14. Huh? You're arguing with me. You never saw such as and coach properly, and you're here arguing with me. So watching 2012-13, you're here arguing with me. Don't argue with me. You've been watching for years. When it comes to between us in the same age group, I'm an old head. I'm a granddad. 
I've been on this game for time. I've seen the football develop. I've seen football styles change. Everyone wants to play like Pep, and it's just boring. So I know I'm rambling a lot. I'm only talking about Premier League the fixtures for week 10. But this is just my opinion. Football has really changed. And I hope we can go back to the old style and everyone having their own different, their own style of football. Like, I want, I don't want to see two or three teams that play tiki tackle. The United are hard that they can dominate a small team. And if they have to play the big team, sit back. And when they sit back and hit the counter like that, they are still good at That's what I want to see. I want to see different styles. I want to see Burnley. At least Burnley's the only team in this league that she stick to their own style. They still have that grittiness of them. And I enjoy it. Like, yes, I'm not a big fan of watching Burnley all the time because seriously, the stadium is boring as a whole. The appearance of the stadium looks boring. The night games always put Burnley in that game, so it just makes it boring. Like, it's just, you don't want to be there. But, yeah, let me just stop rambling. I'll just end the podcast and I'll do the outro later. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I added a few different things to the... What's the thing called? To the... Um, reviews and previews just to make interesting spice up slightly this is a small startup like i'm not doing this for monetary goods or anything monetary funds i'm just doing this to enjoy myself like this is a slow build up we're gonna go from the podcast we're gonna try and do one of the podcasts you know hopefully i may start doing the actual video format with me and we'll build it with slowly 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 building it i want to build this podcast as strong as possible i may end up getting a proper co-host in the future but right now this is just james goku's podcast we're enjoying this but nation this is our nation this is our podcast this is for the people i am the people's champion i am the nation the leader of this nation i do this and i'm enjoying this like i do want to be in the media game i didn't want to do a union degree for media if i don't make and i want to still play football as high as possible but i don't want to work at nine to five i've got to do media in the future i would love to do media in the future not related to football if i can do a podcast and now end up bringing guests of my own in a nice studio little studio i can pay for and actually become a proper podcast every two days or every three days a week three days a week or two days a week or four days a week like more multiple podcasts in a week i'll enjoy that but eventually we'll slow build up and we will get there this is sort of room wasn't built on one day Let's yeah, be real. This is a slow. This is a long outro, but thanks for listening. Shout out. We'll be back next week. We'll be doing the thing. We're trying to be more excited for the podcast in a bit.